Hey, welcome to Simone Shea. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And whoa, Nelly, we're talking to you about William Control. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, you're saying, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't either, um, but I saw a headline that said, inside an emo sex cult, and I said, I do a show that covers the topic of sex cults, and this is research. So I read that article, and I read about 18 more articles, and I got real into it, and I got very upset. Yep. And I I wanted to text you in the middle of the night about it, but I didn't. I waited till 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. Very nice of you. Just so you know, I don't sleep with the phone in my bedroom, so text whenever you want. Okay, I will. Um, And I just... I'm laughing a little bit that I thought, oh, don't text her at 11 o'clock at night. Text her the next morning. Yeah. I was awake. I oh, waited. Man. It wasn't early. It was. I waited. Yeah. I just was like, there's no, there's no appropriate time to make somebody read about a sex cult. True. But I feel like maybe more around noon is the right time. <laughs> you're well, not, I'm having my sandwich. Yeah. You're not going to ruin their breakfast. You're not going to give them nightmares. Yeah. Like it's right in the middle of the day. And, uh, all right. So tell us about this person. Okay. So William Roy Francis was born January 8th, 1982 in Seattle and not really related to any part of the story, but you know, I love a timeline. Yep. Um, he struggled with drug and alcohol addiction when he was younger But he got help and he became sober and stayed sober since September 9th, 1999. Okay. So the reason we know who this fucking dude is, is in 2003, he joined what was described as a horror punk band called Aiden. Uh And these were guys with like black hair, wearing black clothes but like tight black clothes, which is, I think why people said they were emo, but they weren't, they never were. Okay. Um, And he was in this band from 2003 to 2015 and they were pretty popular. They did like the warp tour circuit. They had a lot of fans. They toured internationally. I never heard of them because, well, partially because I'm old um, and partially because I don't think this is like my scene. Yeah. I've never heard of them either. Okay, good. So I don't feel like a loser. Um, And in 2008, he started a side project. um, And the side project is called William Control. And that's his stage persona. And it's like an electronic music thing. And that's been his main bitch, basically. Okay. Um, He also has published two poetry books. And he wrote three novels called the Revelator Revelator series. And in 2016, it was announced that they were going to be turned into a trilogy of films. So I've never fucking heard of this dude. And but apparently, like, from the looks of it, he's doing well. He's kind of a big deal. People know who he is. He's touring. He's selling albums. Um, But uh, early in June, which was last month. Uh, allegations started to surface that he was running a sex cult and he was abusing women. And um, 
it's weird because like his stage persona is like BDSM. Like that is his stage persona. And so it's like, I don't know, like we're going to get into some blurred lines yeah. between abuse. Well, and, but like he was making the girls think that they were getting into a BDSM relationship, right? Yes. But they were some there was a few red flags. Yeah. Because it wasn't really bdsm yes and so we get to learn all about consent yes um so this is 2018 that these allegations were surfacing but in 2015 he wrote an op-ed posted on the william control website and i wanted to read this because this is like him before he was accused of being an abuser this was his persona and he said he wrote on his website In my experience, most people who are into BDSM do not engage in it because they want to act out or relive abuse. Some people probably do, but many people use it to challenge themselves physically, to gain control over their minds, bodies, and emotions as an escape from the chaos of the real world. Some like it for the role-playing, others for the outfits. My cock simply throbs harder when she is in a full state of submission and the ropes are tied tightly and there's blood and tears circulating in the air around us. BDSM attracts a broad spectrum of fetishists and acceptance and consent are always paramount. Do some people use the guide of BDSM as an excuse uh, to abuse? Most definitely. But I would wager that the percentage of people who misrepresent BDSM that way is much lower than the rates of domestic abuse found in the general missionary position population. A love of BDSM is not always caused by experience abuse and is not necessarily a cover used to sanction violence. So this is something that he's written years ago to say that it's not abuse, yada, yada, yada. But like, I'm a little troubled just right off the bat when it says that his cock throbs harder when she's in a full state of submission, blah, blah, blah. The, something about the blood and the tears yeah, is really what... Because I don't like the sort of trend that we've seen over the past 10 years in pornography where, like, things happen to the point where women are crying. Yeah. I just... If, you, if you're like, oh, I love it when I cry during sex, then that's fine. But in general, I just feel like... I don't know. Yeah, there's a weird um it starts to get a little demeaning and and strange when there's a correlation between women's tears and sex. Yes. And like sexiness. Yeah. And that's just I mean, I'm sure there's people who are into it and they wouldn't make their partner cry in real life, mm-hmm. but it just is another part of, you know, patriarchy and just submission by men over women. And I feel like it's socialized men to believe that that's like part of the sex act, which is right. Oh, anyway, I don't think anyone should be crying. Like, why isn't there a fetish of men crying during sex? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe we should start that. I mean, I've had someone start crying while inside of me, but it's because they were having an anxiety attack. That's terrible. um, Because we were in an unhealthy relationship. Um, Speaking of, reading about this has been really triggering. So 
Uh, yeah. Before the allegations started to come out about the abuse, which was in this June of 2018, um, back in October uh, of last year, 2017, he issued a public statement. Like, he knew shit was brewing. He obviously knew that he crossed the line somewhere because he uh, posted on social media that he was issuing a real and sincere apology to anyone in the world for any hurt that I have caused. My methods of punishment were rather extreme and I never meant to cause anyone any real physical or emotional damage. Um, so he obviously knew like something was brewing yeah. and issued that statement. Um, so I guess we can just like get into the accusations okay. um, about this. Also, I just hate when people issue like public apologies like that's going to do anything. It's like. Come on. Shut the fuck up. And a real and sincere apology to anyone in the world for any hurt. Like, it's kind of putting it really vague. Yeah. It's like, I would much rather someone at least call me or, like, just speak directly to me. I don't need it to be, like, a public, let me show the world that I'm apologizing. Yeah. It's like... But if you directly apologize to someone, then they have evidence of admitted wrongdoing. Right. And we're going to get into how this guy is really smart and has managed to um, skirt prosecution. So first week of June, uh, the first accusations that went public were um, in a Facebook post by Victoria Chan. Okay. And she said that she began being groomed in the cult at the age of 14 and so this was the age of MySpace, we should say. So this is MySpace music. So it's a new frontier where you're connecting with people yes. and you're learning about new bands through MySpace and you're able to talk to them and you're able to talk to other fans of that band. So that's how this was all happening was via MySpace. Okay. Um, and so she started being groomed into the cult at age 14 by William and also like another woman. And she emphasized, however, she has no knowledge of him ever actually having sex with anyone underage. But this is where he started getting into her head. Yeah. Um, and William knew that it was wrong, like even their relationship, the way they were talking. And he told her to change his name in her phone. And so like it wouldn't arouse any suspicions and said that she needed to get a boyfriend her own age as a cover. So, like, he was hers. He was her pet. She was, or I'm sorry, she was his. Yeah. She was his pet. She was to be his when she became of age. But in the meantime, so no one would suspect this secret affair, get a boyfriend as a cover. What an asshole. Um, and in it, she claimed that he forced women to be sex workers um, to support him and give him their money. And... Um, She's been in contact with upwards of 20 women who have been victims of his. And so, and he has like a definite way where he starts grooming these girls who they're young. A lot of them are mentally ill. They were drawn to his music or his poetry because they were troubled. Um, And then he, you know, manipulates them where they believe that, you know, he's their everything and they'll do anything. And then he's like, give me money basically shit yeah i read that uh one woman he had gotten like over ten thousand dollars out of her 
One woman oh. said 100,000. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he had them like camming and working as dominatrix. And one woman, he tried to get signed to Burning Angel. Um, and what what we will find out, and I'll go ahead and reveal it now, because he had all these like he had billboard awards that he faked. And he had like on his website, like photoshopped billboard charts. He had fake billboard. Yeah. And his um like big cartel like merch sales. Yeah. He fucking they was all so someone who worked for him came public after these allegations and said, Oh yeah, no, I faked all that for him. So he was faking, he wasn't even like that successful. So he was faking how much record sales and merch sales and stuff that he was doing. Um and then it looks so these girls feel so honored. You're some oh like sixteen year old girl, you're having trouble at home, right. whatever. And this guy who's a huge deal, he's such a big deal. And he wants you to be his property. He wants you to be his slave. And they were like, I felt honored. Like this guy that I admired. Yeah. I loved his work and I just felt honored that he chose me and he's a big fucking faker. Um, and so after this, on June 7th, William responded by saying, um, truth is, I went to the police for questioning about these allegations uh, earlier this year. After showing the private communication, he recommended that no charges be pressed because it's clear the behavior was consensual. That's what William says. Not necessarily true. Um, because it turns out just because they didn't press charges then does not mean there is not an open case uh-huh. and charges will be pressed in the future. They are compiling data continuing. Oh, good. Um, he says, I have in the past engaged in heavy role play and bondage relationships with consent. However, I do not engage in that sort of play anymore. And for anyone who feels as though I have hurt them or violated their consent, I am sorry. It won't ever happen again. There have been lots of things that have been said that are outright lies. I've never been with underage girls. I have never been involved in a sex cult. So how is he getting away with his sex culty behavior? Yeah. Which we should say includes um, branding women. Yeah, he did. He branded women. He likes them to get a W tattooed right above their... Uh, labia, like right on the front in the bush area. Oh, no. I don't want to say pussy because I really want to respect these women. Yeah. Um, But he encouraged them to get a W there and one woman refused. So he tied her up and carved a W into her ribs. Oh, shit. So yes. he he has them sign slave contracts um, and sign them in her blood, in their blood. So they're his slaves. Oh my God. And these are, because they're so young, they're, these girls are new to BDSM and they think he's a respected member of the community. And so they think, well, he must understand BDSM better than me because they don't know any better. Right. Um, and so they sign these slave contracts. Wow. My body is his to use in any way he should choose, and I will never object to any actions he chooses to perform or have myself perform on him. There is no limitation to what kind of pain I am willing to endure for my master. And so you're like, how is it there's over 20 women who are like, um, who are like, 
saying that he abused them sexually and manipulated them and like pimped them out more or less. And um, how is he not getting caught? But what this dude is like a fucking librarian. Uh So he keeps all of his texts and all of his messages and all of his emails. And so he, the relationships like abuse start innocuously where it's a flirtation. Yeah. And so he has record of the girls being like, I want you to tie me up. I want you to spank me. I want you to do this, whatever. And so when the police call into question, he can show them and be like, this is obviously consensual. She sent me these pictures. Like she sent me these pictures of her tied up or whatever. So it's basically blackmail. And the girls say, um, much like the girls in Nexium, like I'm scared to leave or speak out because he has all this material on me yeah. and it makes me look questionable. He can, you know, do revenge porn and he can, Oh, whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah. And his thing with girls is first he gets them a collar. They get a collar. And then the next step is like, you've made it to the next tier and then you can get the tattoo. Oh my gosh. What I, the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. And the thing with their BDSM relationship, I mean, the the slave contract in itself is like a huge red flag. Who do you think you are, Christian Grey? Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Um, but also, I read that there were no safe words. Yes. Which is a huge part of BDSM. Like, it's, you have safe words. You talk about what you're going to be doing beforehand and make sure that you both agree upon the safe word and that you have a system in place for if in case it gets too intense for either partner, there's a way to stop it. Yeah, I and apparently part of BDSM is like you're supposed to have the safe word and you're supposed to take care of the person like afterwards like if yes. you cut them or like if any like you're supposed to take care of them so that they know that you're not just doing it for your own pleasure and to abuse them to show them like we're I love you yeah. and now we've done our playing it was intense and now I'm going to take care of you in whatever way if that's bathing you or cuddling you whatever you need to feel that love and support and safety um yeah i saw some real horrific pictures because some of the women they they're running a a tumblr to aggregate like claims and like just of like black eyes and broken blood vessels and gosh stuff where this one girl said she met him at a concert her and her friends went back to his hotel room um they'd been drinking he doesn't drink he's like in his 30s and doesn't drink and he has teenage girls who are drunk in his hotel room and then like he said something the girl mentioned a suitcase like what's in that suitcase over there and he's like i'm not going to show you if i don't get to use it and the girl was like oh fuck i get to hook up with my idol so she kicks her friends out of the room and he ties her up and like pulls her panties down and starts like beating her and then she hears her phone going off and what he was doing was taking pictures of her without her consent and sending them to her friend outside the room saying do you want in on this 
Oh my God. And meanwhile, this was a girl saying that she actually, she's like, I didn't have a terrible experience with him like these women did, but let me tell you what happened with me. And I'm like, this sounds pretty bad that yeah. he's like taking pictures without your consent and then was like, we need to invite your friend in here or whatever. And she was like, no, I don't want to like have sex with my friend. And then he was like, well, this is pointless. And like sent her on her way. And that she, it, the girl ended up losing her friendship because like she was like, yeah, I realized I was in over my head and this guy was doing this and like he wouldn't fuck me unless we fucked each other or whatever. And, like, the friend was like, how dare you, like, not invite me in and, like, not let what? me in on this. Yeah. And the girl oh, the next man. day, her mom saw the welts, like, because she just had welts all down her back and legs. And her mom took her phone and, like, texted William and was like, how fucking dare you? This is my teenage daughter. Like, what what the fuck were you thinking? Um, and I, like, I read those text messages. Yeah. And this was, like, someone who was like, it wasn't a bad experience. I'm like, wow. anytime you photo or video someone without their permission, that's bad. And that's yeah. something he's done with all of these women. And he's, like, videoed it and sent it to other women and, like, wow. Yeah. What a piece of shit. He's a real shit. Um, this one woman, Stormy um, Summers, dated him for nine years. And, oh, Jesus. She – so she dated him for years. And she's, like, real fucked up about it because – Nine years is a long time to be with an abuser and have that sort of shit in your head. Um, And um, so she says what he considers BDSM, basically he just beats the shit out of you and brainwashes you to believe your sole purpose is to serve him and to worship him. And that's your job. I went from crossing lines of consent to total physical annihilation. And she told this story of... um, so he says, hey, I'm in L.A., come to my hotel. And she's like, I went right away because you don't disobey William. And she gets to the hotel. He immediately starts punching her in the face. He pulls her by the hair and slaps her around, throws her across the room. Her leg got pulled out of its socket. Ah. He throws her on the bed. He's still beating her. She's unconscious. She's like, She said she thought she died and was seeing him fuck her unconscious body. Um, and then he dragged her through the hotel lobby naked, drove her home, and he hit her every time she cried and kicked her out of the car. And she was naked. She didn't have anything. I guess she had her phone because she called her brother to come pick her up and let her in her house because she was just in her front yard butt naked. Oh, um, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And so she had to go to the hospital because he collapsed her throat like dislocated her jaw like she's had all these physical injuries from him but she still thought like you know i'm serving him or whatever because like um that's hard to get out of when you're like seriously believe that that person's in love with you but that's like that's on a another level that's intense yeah one girl said she didn't tell anyone what was happening because she loved him and she wanted people to respect him so she's like yeah i'm like with this guy who's a big deal and i love him and i don't want anyone in my life to think poorly about him because like i've been there where like my partner was doing horrible things to me and I didn't want to tell anyone because I still loved him 
Yeah. And like, I knew that if I told people that, like, they wouldn't like him. And I wanted right. everyone to love him because I loved him. And I just was like, oh, if they know this, they won't, they won't like him. Yeah. And so it's just really weird. If you've never experienced abuse, it's just so hard to explain. And like, it's weird to me now because I've been out of that relationship for years. It's weird to think that that was me. Um, but I read so many of these firsthand accounts that I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just- I know some of them really hit like too close to home. Yeah. Where the and the just like the one girl being like, he told me that I was never to make my own decisions ever again. Like everything I ate, drank, spent money on, I had to run through him. And she was like, it's not like he just told me like, no, don't do that. He would like come up with reasons and gaslight and she would obey whatever he said because it is easier than having a fight. Yeah. If you just like accept the other person's reality. Um, This one girl uh, said he had her kneel on a hotel floor and send him a photo every five minutes for two and a half days. And she uh, wasn't allowed to eat or drink for the first 24 hours. So, um, and she has type 1 diabetes. And he was like, he's like, don't eat or drink and send me a picture of you kneeling on this floor. Yeah. Um, Because he's a real fucking piece of shit. Um, And he would have them, he did some like Keith Rainier shit from Nexium. Uh-huh. He uh ordered two women to get married so like one of his other girls could get a green card, which Keith Rainier did with a lot of women okay. in Nexium. Mm-hmm. Um apparently William Control likes his women skinny and he encouraged them to starve themselves. And one girl was like, "Yeah, he wouldn't he told me that like he loved me the way I was or whatever, but then the really skinny girls he would like give more stuff to and he'd tell me that." which he knew I was insecure about my body. Yeah. And so for him being like, oh, well, I did this for so-and-so. Um, and she's like, it was never a direct line, like, you need to lose weight. But he would find a way to prey on each person's psychology specifically yes. to, like, manipulate them. Wow. Um, and he would have them send them him humiliating videos and be like, you need to send me a video of you doing whatever. And so, like, he has all this. Yeah. And so it helps him to silence his victims. Um, Oh, what an asshole. Yeah. And one of the girls said, I should call them women. I need to stop saying girls. One of the women said, like, what has come to light is still just the tip of the iceberg. And so it's like this fucking fake rock star is living a great life because he's having these women give him money, send him clothes, pay for his hotel. And then it like looks like he's a rock star. Yeah. Cause he has all this fucking shit and it helps his lie be more believable to draw more women in. And apparently now he still has, he allegedly quit all this shit, but there's, he still has women, I guess that are like working as cam girls and stuff for him. It's a fucking demon dude. Yeah. So I read that he's married now. He has a wife and a child. Yeah. His wife's leaving him. Oh, good. He would tell people that him and his wife had an open relationship or whatever, which I guess is not true. Of course not. Yeah. And someone who toured with him 
said they did take note that he always stayed in a different hotel than the rest of his band. And they're like, that always seemed weird. Yeah. So the girls, he, so the band couldn't hear the girls screaming. Yeah. And they couldn't see what was going on. And they oh, could what think, a piece of shit. like, it was all just a persona. Like, yeah. he's just a BDSM stage persona. Um, so do you know what's going on with his? Because I read that he left social media altogether. Yeah. He put up a notice that was like, I, to, you know, in order to move on with my life, I've decided to leave social media and, it's not doing pre-sales so that it won't affect the label he's on mm-hmm. and the other artists and basically he's just disappearing. Well, yeah. And he did claim like in one of those public announcements, like he no longer does that type of sex or whatever. But um, rumor is he's still on FetLife, which is the most popular fetish website. Yeah. And I read an article about the dangers of FetLife, which basically it's a great website for people in the fetish community to meet each other and hook up. Yes. However, there's no way for them on the forums. It's against the policy for them to say, hey, I hooked up with this username and they didn't listen to me when I yelled out my safe word or whatever. So you, there's no checks and balances on the site. Right. And this... One person quoted in the article was like, if I was a psychopath, this is the first place I would go to find victims because there is no recourse where you yeah. can get someone who will go along with you all the steps of the way in a dangerous situation because they think it is play and they are at their most vulnerable and then you can violate their trust and their safety. And so they just really the, – the women involved in bringing this all in the light are like really – strongly warning about this guy and like if you're on fet life watch out for him because he's touring so he's he goes places and they're like he is still and they're like we're not allowed to via the policy like screenshot or like blow up anyone's game but they're like he's still active on it and so he's out there Preying on strangers. Oh, how scary. Yeah. And just see, well, like, that's the thing is like BDSM is weird, right? Yeah. Like, if you are a submissive, you are making yourself the most vulnerable you could possibly be. And you can either be in a relationship with someone and like love them and have feelings and then be like, hey, I want you to do these things for me. And they could be like, ah, that's scary. I don't want to do that. Or you can find someone who is down to do those things. But you don't know them as a person enough to feel safe with them. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, if it, it would be really scary to be like, I'm going to meet up with a stranger and let them tie me up. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's part of the appeal for some people, but <sighs> it's a lot. It's There's risk factors there. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there because there's this guy. Yeah, and the sad part is, so I was like, oh, let me just see if I can see, like, what are people saying on social media? So I just looked up the hashtag William Control on Instagram, uh-huh. and it's actually pretty sad because there are a lot of people who are like, fuck this guy, like, I'm done with this band. There's people burning pictures of him, and that's cool, but there's a lot of girls I noticed and, like, young women who are supporting him and are like, this is a lie. Don't believe what you hear. Like, save William Control. You know, res- like, 
stand up for him. And it's like, no. Yeah. Don't. One of his victims, I guess, has ended up in a mental health care facility. Wow. Because she was manipulated to the point where she thought, like, she felt responsible for his actions, which you do when you're severely codependent. You think you're responsible for the other person's actions. And so all this stuff coming to light, she feels like it's her fault. Like, she did something wrong that caused him to go hurt other women. And, like, yes, uh, the one woman, Stormy Summers, said yeah. she, like, he told he once told her, you need to pick this girl up at the bus stop. You need to take her to the strip club and hook her up so she can start making money to give me. And she's like, I did it because I was so terrified, but I just cried all the way home. And, like, another girl said he, like, they had a flirtation for a long time. They met up. He got too rough with her on his tour bus and he wouldn't stop. And even though she begged him to and she was crying and he said, I can't do this if you're going to keep fucking crying like that. And then he flipped her over and anally raped her, (gasps) which thankfully she quit talking to him then. Oh, my gosh. But like other girls like, you know, it's it's hard. People think like, oh, if someone did that to me, I'd quit talking to them. Right. But it creates cognitive dissonance, which I watched a really cool video on that these uh, women had posted, which basically you are trying to make it correct. Like if you think someone loves you, but then they treat you this way, like it causes an unease and disturbance in your mind. And in order to heal that, you keep going back trying to get their behavior to align with your thoughts. Yeah. So if you're like, I'm a good person, he's a good person, he loves me. So you keep going back because in your brain, you're trying to set the record straight and and get rid of that cognitive dissonance to make actions align with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely like related to that in terms of like being in an abusive relationship where you're like, if we, I just keep trying, like it ended badly before, but if we get back together, (laughs) we'll do it right this time. This time it's going to be different. This time they promised it would change. Yeah. And like they say they love me and they're going to back that up with their actions. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah. That's that's really disturbing, especially because like we said, a lot of these people had relationships with him already via the Internet and he had already been chatting them up. And so you're you've already established, you know, kind of a relationship there yeah and then when so when he does something violent you're like wait this isn't the person that I've been like communicating with and yeah or he just got carried away yeah it's unfortunate and then god I could only imagine being like just someone at his concert that's like oh I've never gone to hook up with a celebrity this is gonna be so fun oh my god this will be the story I tell everyone and then it's like for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Terrible. I can't. And then just being like left with that brand on your body. <sighs> I feel like it would really. And he knew what he was doing. Right. He's very good at psychologically right. manipulating people. Like just the, the ways that he manipulated each woman to her particular weakness was pretty impressive. Um, But like he knew what he was doing when he was like, I'm going to put my brand on your vagina. Like so for the rest of your life. If you try to have sex with anyone else, you're going to think of me. Yeah. Like, there's just no way to detach. And that's so cruel. That's so fucking cruel. Can you imagine if 
every time you had sex, you had a visual reminder of like an abuser. That would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's the fucking worst. Yeah. He's terrible. So uh, just be aware. Spread the word. Don't go on FetLife and talk to any Williams, Francis's. Yeah. yeah like look at pictures of this fucking dude oh, before no. you. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to tell people to be safe out there, but I mean, yeah, don't let anyone pimp you out. Talk to your friends. Like if you think there's something you should hide from your friends, you probably should talk to your friends about it. That's a red flag. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. The minute you're like, I shouldn't, I can't. The minute you think you can't talk about something is the moment you like have to. Yeah. Like need to because I don't, yeah. It's easy to get caught up on in things. So yeah. you, you have to stay alert and be aware and don't let your emotions overrun your common sense. Like, it's easy to be like someone that's super hot and cool and has status. But also, if they want you to sign a slave contract in blood, like, probably not a good idea. Yeah, and like... I feel like you need to talk to people in your life so that like on the road to having your sense of self and identity chipped away by a monster like this, there's people who can pull you out before you're gone yeah. all the way. And that's like so important is like just because you need that perspective. Definitely. Um, and God, just like, yeah, just being like young, God, being young sucks. Yeah, it's I feel, hard. I feel bad for all these people because like you just, you don't know until you know. And sometimes you like learn things in the worst fucking way possible. Yeah. Like there are evil fucking people who are allowed to operate in this world. And like, just to be like, just to find out this way. Yeah. Is like, yeah. terrible. Terrible. So in this episode of fuck this fucking guy. <laughs> Fuck this fucking guy yeah. and your fake billboard records. Oh, my God. You ain't shit. No, you ain't shit You're at never going to be shit. No. You piece we, of shit. You piece of shit. We don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Have a happy hump day. And, like, hopefully your week is a better than this asshole. Yeah. We will burn. Bye.